Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Forever. Dog. This is Nikolsky's United. the show like a lot of times Who is gonna be chief of surgery Shana Rhimes wrote the show and it is really really good Meredith Grey Welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. I am so pumped for this episode with Sarah Smallwood Parsons. We talk about Adele Weber. Uh, it was a surprise when she said that she wanted to talk about Adele, but it was such a delightful surprise because Adele is an amazing character. Uh, both of us cried, like, honestly, kind of a lot watching these clips, which I think Sarah anticipated a little bit more than me. I was absolutely blindsided. Uh, but Adele is such an interesting person and Loretta Devine obviously is just like an iconic, incredible actor. So we have a lot of fun talking about her. Uh, you may be saying, Nicole, you were sick on last week's episode. How about now? And the answer is yes, it actually is the same day that I recorded last week's episode. So I still just kind of have some gorgeous coughs, sniffles, tissue action. And, uh, I'm sure you loved it and actually will be really sad for next week's episode when I'm not sick anymore. Unless honestly, I still am, in which case, uh, I'll, I'll also have, uh, jumped off of, uh, the roof of a place because I've been sick for like two weeks. Anyway, enough about me. Let's get into Grey's Anatomy, uh, right now. Welcome to another episode of Nicole's Crazy Anatomy. I'm so excited. I'm here with uh, a guest who had an unexpected theme choice. Uh, she listens to uh, the podcast, but she, more importantly, she watches Grey's Anatomy and she's really smart and cool and funny. And it's Sarah Smallwood Parsons. Hi, I'm, I'm truly beyond thrilled to be here. Ah! I'm, I'm like a super fan of the podcast. Thank I'm being you very vulnerable so right now. much. Oh my gosh. No, I feel all, I also feel vulnerable. Uh, uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll include it as a little bonus after the episode, but I did uh, cough for a full 30 seconds right, <laughs> right in front of you and you just had to watch it happen. It was, it was literally like Megan hit record and I took a sip of seltzer that went down 
my throat in a way that like your body shouldn't be able to accommodate it in that way. It fully and went into your lungs. It was, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I like, it was almost a medical issue. And, uh, and then just as <laughs> the minute it started recording, it just really went downhill. But now we're here mm. to talk about grace. We are. Um, and so the first question I have to ask you is what is your Grey's journey? My Grey's journey. Okay. So I started watching Grey's, I think I was about 18 <coughs> or 19. I okay. was in college at the time. I started late. Um, at the time I was living in my grandmother's house, sharing a bedroom with my mom, no okay. joke, uh, which I love her, but it was, it was the weirdest summer ever. <laughs> uh, and I used to watch the show out loud on my computer and she'd watch something on her computer in her headphones. And every once in a while she'd hear what I was listening to uh-huh. and she'd be like, what? Um, horrible soap opera are you watching uh, <laughs> uh, and then later of course she became a super fan I feel like that yeah. always happens with the people who critique it in Absolutely. your life Absolutely. Um, so I watched up to about um, George getting hit by the bus Okay. Um, I stopped watching because true story he was my favorite character. Okay. He got hit by the bus. Yeah. Um, you had no uh, reason to I watch had, anymore. Well, I almost did, except then my actual friend in real life was hit and killed by a bus. I'm no. not joking. I know. Wait, it was, okay. George was first or and then your friend? George or? was first and then oh my, God. my friend. That's awful. I know. We're starting on a low note. <laughs> no, I mean, that's just like, I guess I just would say that like, I... That tends to be regarded as one of the least realistic plot points, but then it happened. Oh, yeah. Till it happens. Yeah. Whoa. So, yeah. So that occurred and I was like, I can't. I think in general, whenever a real tragedy happens in my life, I find myself not wanting to watch tragic shows. Sure. Quite so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that happened. And then I. That's so awful. I know. (laughs) And so you had already watched the George thing. And and I was medium sad. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's like definitely one of the best reasons for stopping to watch Grey's that I've heard so far. I think far. it's a very valid reason. Um, yeah. And then I started up again years later, took another break when my dad died. Same situation. Yeah. I, I used to I used to love I would just love watching sad things and like letting the tears fall down my face and not wiping them away. And yeah. But then when the tragedy becomes real life tragedy, you're like, oh, I don't I absolutely don't want to watch it. Yeah. I, I think that that I think that that's so true. Like, I, I think that I I also don't watch a ton of dramas, like, now that I have, like, my, like, I have actual, like, issues in mm-hmm. my life. And, like, also sort of by that same token, like, working in comedy, I also, like, don't want to watch comedies. No, I don't. I hardly watch anything. Like, yeah. Except Grey's Anatomy and listen to your podcast. <laughs> I watch a lot of, um... I watch a lot of uh, reality competition shows. Great. Which really has a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Um, okay, so... So, great. So, sorry. So, so, how far along were you then when you took your second break? When I took my second break, oh, God, I don't even... I don't, I'm don't. i not sure I could tell you for sure. Yeah, it uh, seems it like you maybe like had a like a, bit, a little bit going on. <laughs> that stopping breaks wasn't all. like the primary thing it, that was going was on at it, the time. It, I couldn't make it first priority. Yeah. That is true. Um, but eventually I did. I'm fully caught up. I've seen every episode. Oh and I'm gosh. now in the middle of a rewatch up to about season nine. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So what made you then want to go back to Grey's like after kind of having these extremely legitimate reasons to stop watching? I don't know. I think like you, I, I don't like watching comedy. It feels like watching someone do my job. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the whole time I'm just thinking like, 
why the hell am I not on there? I could have played that. She booked. He booked. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think all the time. Uh, <laughs> with Grey's, I'm not so much going out for as much dramatic stuff. So I think the idea of me being on Grey's uh, yeah. doesn't seem like as real. <laughs> so I can watch right. it without having you're those not thoughts lo- You're so not much. wounded watching And I it. totally get sucked, completely sucked into it. I never think about the actors while I'm watching. I really do believe they are the people on screen. So Yeah. I was actually thinking about that recently of like, there is just a marker in my life when I started to understand... I like I've always understood the concept of actors, but as far as like actors playing someone vastly different from their own personality, like that has been really uh, a not a linear process for me. Mm-hmm. And I saw something recently that was like it's the something anniversary of Desperate Housewives. That was like a show that like my mom watched and I kind of would watch with her a little bit. And that is like genuinely like five women where I'm like. I actually could not tell you what their real personalities are at all. Like I, I like I, as I was watching this picture of them, like holding the apples, I was like, yeah, I guess I'm realizing that like, to me, that is them. Yeah. Like those are like, <laughs> like that is like who Eva Longoria is and, yeah. uh, and good for them. But yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, the original characters on Grey's, I do sort of, with the exception of Ellen Pompeo, who mm-hmm. we've really gotten to know in real life, and yeah, and and I love her real personality. Mm-hmm. With the exception of her, I, I do kind of like, uh, I do link the character with the actor pretty strongly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but someone like Jackson, let's say for example. Yeah. Jackson's Jackson. I mean, yeah. what, what other personality could he have? I mean, someone who <laughs> cheats on his wife. Like, so what, you know, it's, we just have to choose. So I, so, okay. So now that we've brought that up. Great. I knew that Jesse Williams cheated on his wife. Mm-hmm. I knew that like his wife was like a normie, like, like mm-hmm. school teacher and they had kids together and he cheated on her. What I didn't realize is there's a video game that he is like in like, and that character looks like him. And I played it. It's called Detroit become human. It's a PlayStation game. Uh, it's you make decisions. Like it's a, it's not like a combat game or something. I'm really bad with the controller, but I really like games where like you choose, um, like you, you make decisions and then it has like a butterfly effect and like it impacts the outcomes going on. And it's yeah. this game in which you play, from three different perspectives as three different androids who like gain sentience and, uh, and like become what they call like deviant, uh, and go against their code. Okay. And he plays one of them. Okay. And the woman who he left his wife for plays his, uh, his romantic interest in the game. So that's how they met. So that's how they met. Why is that always the case? It's always, you have to do a movie together. I mean, yes, but I, I just was like, I just assumed that they'd met each other through like being famous and being hot. And then I was playing this game and I was getting invested. And then suddenly she just showed up and I was like, holy shit. So they were That's, having they were having like really hot eye contact in a similar situation that we're in right now. Yes, like a VO booth. exactly. I mean, yeah, they clearly did some type of like mocap thing because the the characters look exactly like them, and it's like they're animated like them. Anyway, he plays some type of like an activist android who leads a revolution for um, android rights. Anyway, the you game. Think- if you are into those types of games, it's amazing, but it's really distracting because you're like, that's Jackson. <laughs> Why is Jackson's face uh, like falling off? Yeah, like, like his android face is falling off. Um, well, do you think his ex-wife watches that game just to watch his face fall off? Oh, my God. 
I think that there probably is a way that you could get him killed like pretty violently. And if I were his wife, I probably would be interested in that. But also maybe that would really hurt. Um, like just to kind of think about him in general. Anyway, uh, I guess I would ca- cl- I would classify that as a bit of a tangent. But uh, but I but love yeah. how thorough you are in your in your exploring your Grey's universe that you even have to play the game that actor. I actually in. didn't even know that he was in it. Oh, and okay. when he showed up, I was shocked and and discouraged. Great. <laughs> I was like, I actually, because, because it's like, these are, these characters are like my friends. And then when I see them in a different setting, I'm like, this just feels wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm manipulating Jackson, but he's not human, mm-hmm. but he is human. You know, that's sort of what he's trying to say um, as an activist for androids. Anyway, it's called Detroit Become Human. If you've played it, you know, let me know what your experience was of kind of uh, seeing Jackson in a different setting. But yes, Absolutely. The actors are like, are the characters and you got, and I have, you know, I obviously feel like I have to check in with them and see how they're doing. Yeah. Um, how's the rewatch going? The rewatch is going well. I mean, I've heard this a lot on your podcast that my favorite characters when I was, you know, 19 years old was, um, completely different than what my favorite characters are now. Yeah. Um, Who are your favorite characters now? Now? Uh, I really had to sit down and think about that before coming to this podcast, before yeah. figuring out who I wanted to talk about. Um, my favorite characters now are probably Bailey, Adele, Christina, pretty much any woman that I'm like, oh, I, they have qualities I'm very jealous of that yeah. I wish I had as opposed to when I was like 18 or 19, it was about like, I'm I'm attracted to George and his, yeah. and his softness. Um, um, and uh, I was very into Izzy at the time and the Izzy Denny romance, which now I watch and just seems a lot of red flags. A lot of red flags going on there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who? So okay. So then you're all caught up. Yes. Have you? So you've watched the first couple episodes. I've of only 16? watched the first episode. Okay. Of season Sixteen. I did not watch this last one. Didn't love it, but I, I still I have some high hopes. The first episode. Yeah. Yeah, it felt very, um, I know you don't talk about it much in here, right, for spoilers. Oh, yeah. But it felt um, it felt like there was like a sort of a big cliffhanger at the end of the last season. And th- it felt very not, I don't know. I thought Jackson was dead. <laughs> or had been hit by a car and he just was like saving two people and Maggie was mad about that. I don't know. Yeah, and then um, uh, Meredith's like cleaning up trash on the side of the road and that situation's fine. It just felt, everything felt very cleared up a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. And then there was a patient, but we didn't actually see any medicine happen. Mm-hmm. We just like heard how it went. Mm. Not my favorite. I know. <laughs> but I'm hopeful. Oh, yeah. I'm very hopeful. I thought that the second episode set up a little bit more of like what we what we might see for the rest of the season in an exciting okay. way. I'm optimistic okay, against all odds. I continue to hope and wish. It's hard. It's hard to it's hard to make that show. I uh, totally get it. But I just need some people to die, other people to live, patients to be treated. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? No. Get DeLuca <laughs> in a river <laughs> and then submerge him in that river and have him cease breathing. Mm-hmm. And then sort of move on quickly, you know? Mm, you know, yeah. <laughs> Let's not dwell. Yeah. yeah, We've already kind of dwelled on, like, our share of deaths. Let's just kind of get the ball rolling. I think on. his sister could probably, could probably join as well. Just Who you will learn in uh, still works at the hospital. In episode two? Uh, end of episode one. Oh, end of episode one. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, like, there. Like, 
the sex doctor. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yes, 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 yes. She just shows up whenever someone needs to learn, like, what, like, ass play is or something. Yeah. And she's like, actually, there are a lot of nerve endings. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> just be a doctor. Don't be like this. Ugh, drives me nuts. I forgot about the proposed um, threesome. <laughs> that slipped my mind for a second. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> you love it. You love it for its flaws. But also you you hope for those flaws to uh, to turn into something else. Could you ever imagine going up to someone and just like very politely proposing the idea of a three? Is that how that works? I've never had one myself. Do you I just think, do you politely, or does it happen organically? I think that it. Re- I think that the most successful ones require require some advanced planning. Oh wow! But I do think that every part of that was strange. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't have a ton of personal experience, but I do have to say that it felt it felt off to me. Great. Okay. For starters, they're at work. And and from the very beginning there was a miscommunication about what that conversation was about. Yeah. Do it at Joe's, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> or like I don't know. She just like went into her office, which like also gotta say, like didn't know that anyone besides the chief had an office like that was news to me like yeah. what office Why was her? that yeah like i mean obviously i think a lot of ob's do have offices and mm-hmm. like you go in and you t- like like dr swender uh the like cancer doctor like she had an office like yeah. it's not like doctors don't have offices but it's like surgeons in this world don't yeah. have I don't know why I'm like really going deep on this. It's fine. It's it's just like it's <laughs> who has just, offices is the thing we're like, here today to figure out. I'm just saying like there's a little bit of like world building that has been happening over the past 16 seasons, mm-hmm. and like I, I that was something that was like felt way more out of nowhere than I think it was supposed to. Yeah. I was like, what room? Yeah, I'd like the blu- I'd like the blu- blueprints, a little aerial view of this hospital. Yeah, I was rewatching uh, season six, and. It was, I missed some of those areas that they used to like that back hallway with the gurneys that mm-hmm. they used to hang out on. Like mm-hmm. we don't really see that spot anymore. There are a lot of, there are a lot of spots, a lot of visually identifiable, like the cafeteria is different. Everything's different. Mm-hmm. And listen, I remember when Bailey had a, an episode long arc where she oversaw construction of the lobby. <laughs> I know that the, that the hospital underwent construction because Bailey constantly went out and looked at the construction and went, huh, uh-huh, uh, coming along. Yeah, uh-huh. But, yeah, you know, sometimes you miss, like, it's been, you know, I knew that, like, that that walkway in the sky mm-hmm. where Derek gets shot and various conversations happen that's, like, outside of the chief's, like, glass window that we, I, I remember when, like, we kind of said for, farewell to that. But <coughs> even the nurses' stations are really different. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, that feels bad to say. It feels bad to be like yearning for the good old days of anything. <laughs> and I feel like it's really antithetical to the podcast as like a philosophy, which is like th- that like this is, this is a podcast that like celebrates like the good and grays like all 16 seasons and then the bad and grays all 16 seasons. But that is something that I do miss. Mm. Just kind of like the spots. Yeah. The old spots. It's like your childhood home, you know? Yeah. Like, 
what was the season? Was it 14 or 15 where suddenly like the juice cart was a big setting? And I'm oh, like, yeah. what the fuck is this? <laughs> suddenly it was like all this st- action happening outside by the juice cart. <laughs> there used to be a coffee cart inside the hospital, but now we have a juice cart outside the hospital and like mm. everyone hits it up. That was a tough time for me. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a little too much juice content. Uh, Okay, so you've you've done a you've done a rewatch. You're up to season nine. Do you think you're going to go all the way through, or oh are yeah, you losing for steam? sure. Oh, yeah, no, I was okay. hoping I'd get all the way through before I made it onto this podcast. Oh my gosh, that would have been an incredible. I have a very bad short term memory. Even when we were just talking about this premiere, which I watched truly a week ago. Yeah, I was like, hmm, what? What now? She still works in the hospital. What are we talking about? Um, so you may have to remind me. No, of no, some no. Things, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm someone who needs a rewatch. Yeah. yeah, I I have not really been doing a lot of like dedicated rewatching since I started the podcast because I've watched so many stray episodes just like one-offs mm. to reacquaint me with certain plot lines but I recently just kind of dove back into six and that's not just I I got like I got just very excited just thinking like wow this is like season six of a show which for any other show is like remarkable mm. and those episodes are outstanding the writing quality is so high um, and I think it continues to be for like a few seasons after that too. I think that like, I appreciate Grace for what it is now, but I do think that like it, it's something different now. It is not like an A plot, B plot, C plot of like patients coming in and all that, all that type of stuff. And like, it's, it's just, it's a different thing. Mm. It's, and I don't want to be that person who like, you know, like you see this with like bands a lot where it's like you listen to the band's first album and you love it. And then their second album, they're like trying something different or growing artistically in a certain way. And then like you begrudge them for like growth mm-hmm. because you're like, well, but I liked the first thing that they did and stuff like that. And I feel like Grey's is similar. Like, you know, there's something different going on now than there was when it started. It is a different show fundamentally. And like, it should be evaluated for like what it's trying to do now as opposed to like what it used to be. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like season six, it was still like a continuation of the show that started in season one. It was so good. I was I was like rewatching. I was like, wow, every patient's a hit. Like every plot line is so good. So I, I'm feeling like invigorated to like kind of continue, continue the rewatch, especially now that it's getting into the colder months. Mm-hmm. It's good to like snuggle up and then alternate my holiday movies with my grace with my tragic medical cases <laughs> yes absolutely it's like watch while you were sleeping watch grace watch you've got mail watch grace we should watch all the holiday episodes of grace oh my gosh I, d- I did just watch uh see the season six holiday episode which is like one of those time jump ones where it goes from like thanksgiving to christmas to new year's and there's the panna baker sister who uh is Teddy has just been introduced and she and Teddy takes out her heart entirely. And she's like, I want to feel the snow. Oh yeah. And they take her outside. They take her outside and she collapses. There's, um, Miranda Bailey who, uh, her dad is there and she's like trying to kind of like hide the divorce and Mm -hmm. then she can't. And then he's like concerned about her and says, he's not proud of her. He says, she's ashamed because all she does is take out hernias Ugh, I love her speech in that, though. He has two parents yes. who love him. Yes. Great speech. Great. Good Shondalog. Great Shondalog. Yeah. Uh, what what have been your favorite, like, arcs in your rewatch? Favorite arcs in my rewatch? I mean, I'm watching, I'm watching the plane crash right now, which isn't my favorite, but I think 
iconic. Yeah, absolutely. My friend Chelsea just uh, watched the plane crash for the first time and she was like, that was a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's really intense. Yeah. And, and a hearing slowly about like how Christina was awake the whole time and everyone else went to sleep. There were things I picked up in it yeah. that I hadn't paid attention to before. Yeah, I I haven't rewatched the plane crash in a couple years because it's just it's a very emotionally intense episode. Yeah, people are doing very good work. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of despair and fear and sadness, wailing, multiple characters wailing. Mm-hmm. That's I that's I find that tough to watch. I can tell you my least favorite. Absolutely, let's hear it. <laughs> oh yeah. And- <laughs> is uh, April Kepner and Jackson becoming a thing. I I don't dislike April Kepner that much. Sexual April Kepner, I have a huge issue with. How so? <laughs> just I don't know. She when she's when she's when she's flirty, it just irks something in me. She's it's very um she's very I don't want to say babyish. <laughs> They do a lot of a lot of very a lot of being a foot away and saying, I definitely don't wanna run my hands through your hair and you definitely uh-huh. shouldn't kiss me on the lips and I'm just I don't I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, people love J April. Mm-hmm. And I wanna do a J April episode uh from with from like a diehard J April fan. I don't find their sexual chemistry super compelling. Like when they hook up in the bathroom, I'm like, listen, these are two beautiful people going for it. And I'm like here for that. But Mm -hmm. in general, it doesn't really sizzle for me. I also just don't buy you doing that in the middle of your boards, no matter how much sexual tension there is between the two of you. Great episode though. (laughs) Very extremely good episode. Yes, yes, yes. Meredith vomiting. Christina psyching herself out. Mm-hmm. Karev missing them mostly. Ugh, good stuff. Yeah, and April's April's second scene when she's doing the boards where she totally loses it. So tragic. I also think it's very unfair she didn't she pass her She starts sweating, boards. right? Oh, she starts sweating. Yeah. yeah. She starts sweating for the first half and then the second half is like a monologue about finding, about losing her religion, basically. Just yeah. that she shouldn't be having in front of these doctors. And then she doesn't pass. Yeah, they all, their phones, their Blackberries all ding. Mm-hmm. And she's inside. That's a good scene, too. Oh, great scene. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I was just saying this on last week's episode that I was surprised by how when Teddy comes and she, like, is in love with Owen. Mm-hmm. As someone who's not a fan of Owen, I don't think I would have necessarily like remembered <coughs> liking that. But there that is like a great that's like some great tension. Yeah. Where Owen is like trying to figure out how he feels about it. Mm-hmm. And I just love Teddy. In current time, I do not want Teddy and Owen to be together. Mm-hmm. I want Teddy to be with Tom Karasik. But I mean, I really liked Owen when I first watched it, but I think it's because I liked when people told me they loved me after like three weeks. Yeah. And now absolutely. I recognize that as as very manipulating. 
Sure. Um, so him and Christina on my rewatch, I wasn't very into. But him and Teddy have such a history of like being friends. So I buy that love yeah. from him much more. The scene where Teddy is like, I would have thought that you would have called me mm-hmm. like after Beth, you know, after you like broke things off with Beth. Like, I don't know. I, I find Teddy to be like a very like inspiring character in like kind of her emotional forthrightness and like Mm. just seeing how she is when Christina gets there and she's like, she's humble and she doesn't have a huge ego, but at the same time she knows she's really good. And like, I don't know. I just, I love how I love how she is. It reminded me like when Teddy came back in recent seasons, I was like, well, I know that I love Teddy, but I couldn't, I I, I couldn't always remember like the reasons why mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, it's just a given that I love her. And then I was rewatching. I was like, no, I mean, there's like so much here mm-hmm. of why she's like just kind of an instant and favorite for me. And initially try to break them up, him and Christina. I feel like she's very cordial no, to Christina. No. Christina's very mean to her. Christina terrorizes her. So the way that it happens is like Christina terrorizes her on the first day, but Owen has been like, I got you a gift. I got you Mm -hmm. like a cardiothoracic God. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Christina is like, she has no like impressive pedigree and she isn't familiar with like inserting a pacemaker because she hasn't really had to do that. Like in the field and stuff like that. Yeah. And Christina finds her like really bad. And then Mm -hmm. she can, then she ends up diagnosing cardiac asthma just through listening to the heart through uh, a stethoscope. Mm. Stethoscope. (laughs) That word actually came from nowhere. I actually (laughs) genuinely was like, I can't remember what this is called. Let's see if I say it. I don't think I've ever said stethoscope. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was like, oh yeah, it's that thing. Uh, Yeah, she like listened to this kid's heart and could hear cardiac asthma. And then like as the episode went on, she's like, oh my God, she's amazing. Mm. And And then Teddy's like, oh, you and Christina are together and like you got me to come here for oh, her. That's her. like How crazy. Painful. Extremely painful. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Speaking of, of pain, of characters, mm-hmm. et cetera, what made you want to do your episode about Adele? Great. So I had a few ideas. Yeah. One being like, fuck Alex Garev because I don't like him and I thought we could have a fun debate about that. Oh, yeah. Um, another being elevator scenes, which I thought might be fun, but I couldn't oh, so find... Much there. <laughs> I couldn't find uh, enough that I had a, a big emotional reaction to. Um, and then I just sat down and tried to think of a character that really brought me joy and um, Adele pre Alzheimer's. Uh-huh. I just love any anytime she comes on screen. I'm just like elated. Um, I mean, Loretta Devine was an icon. <sighs> her starters. Um, she's just she's just I love everything about her. And then her um, uh, post Alzheimer's diagnosis. I remember not being one of my favorite um, storylines. And then rewatching it again, it was. Watching all of her scenes in a row, I really got to see how, like, just different she is personality-wise. She really goes from being, like, this extremely strong female character to acting pretty, like, a love-struck sort of teenager. Uh, And it really, like, affected me much more than, like, I was crying watching these later scenes in a way I hadn't the first time I watched. Yeah. I just thought she'd be interesting to talk about. Definitely. I mean, she's introduced as just, like... (coughs) the frustrated wife mm-hmm. and they really develop her into like something so much more mm-hmm. uh, 
when you he- learn about like the history with Ellis and that she knew about all that stuff and stuff like that, she really comes into her own as like a very powerful character. Mm-hmm. And I find her staying with Weber uh, despite him having an affair. Um, another kind of like powerful quality. I feel like when we talk about infidelity, there's this thing of if, you know, someone cheats on you and then you don't leave them, there's like a weakness to that. And right. I kind of love that. I kind of love that about her character that she's like able to like endure staying in that relationship. Yeah. And there's like, there's interesting tension when it comes to like them not having had kids Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, Yeah. I, I really like Adele as a character. Uh, Loretta Devine's performance style is like such a different way of performing than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And it makes her pop even more. I love her. Okay, so we're going to just take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to watch these uh, clippies. Okay, we have we have a handful, a collection of Adele clips. Mm. Let's actually start with this one that I just watched because, as I said, I'm in season six. And so in season six is when Richard relapses. Mm-hmm. And it's like... It's kind of like the, it, the, the beginning of it. The beginning of the end is George's death. And then like from there, it's like it kind of snowballs. It's like the the hospital has fallen in esteem. There are the financial issues. There's the merger and all that pressure accumulates. And Richard relapses. Mm. And Adele is like knows that something's up, but she doesn't know what. And because he previously has had a an affair, mm-hmm. she believes that he's having one again. So you chose this really great clip where uh, she... He, he's not coming home, basically. He's sleeping. Yeah. We find out later he's sleeping at the hospital because he's drunk. But, yeah. Are you okay. starting with his entrance or are you starting with him talking to Bailey? I think it's whatever you sent me. I think it's when she talks to Bailey. Oh, the, okay, great. You're still using the janky uh, YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm using the janky <laughs> YouTube videos. They're janky, for, they're janky for us because we see them, but you listeners. Um, you, okay. if, it does, if it doesn't have her talking to Richard at the top, she sort of, she sort of handles what Adele says is handles Richard. Uh, sort of authoritative with Richard. Bailey oh, is. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll find this real quick while you're in surgery. Oh, thank you, baby. Jay, now it's not the time yet. The chief has emergency surgery. The chief has an emergency cardio situation. The new attending doesn't even know how to put in a temporary pacemaker. Hey, do not engage. Did you or did you not ask this man for a new cardio attending? Yes. And but- did he or did he not bring in attending after attending, none of whom seemed to please you and all of whom you ran off? That is not a fair not assessment. Has it ever occurred to you that you might be the problem? Yeah, right. Leave this man alone. Go torture the new attending. Sir. Gang, do as Bailey says. And you are doing surgery. Bailey, what would I do without you? Let's hope you never have to find out. The touch on his eye. Hey, is your trauma patient stable for skin grafting? The one with the pancreatic duct rupture? Miranda. Oh, Adele. Oh, I'm so sorry. I sent the chief into surgery. Do you want me to... What I want is for you to tell me the truth. Are you having an affair with my husband? Come back from the commercial. Mm. 
I am not having an affair with your husband. I saw the way you handled him just now. I did not handle him. There was no handle. We work together. You spend every waking moment together. You finish each other's sentences. You read each other's minds. You're more married to that man than I am. Yeah, but that's just because they're husband and work wife. Excuse me? The chief's your work husband and you're his work wife. You look out for each other. You take care of each other. There's nothing wrong with it. It's like me and Sloan. Excuse me? Nobody's talking to you. He's my work husband, but he has a girlfriend. And I have a girlfriend, but there's nothing going on between us. Well, I mean, there was one point. You're not helping. Neither one of you are helping. Adele. I promise you there's nothing going on. Something is going on because he hasn't been in his bed all week. What? Really? The last time he acted like this, disappearing, sleeping at the hospital every night, he was with Ellis Gray. He may not be having an affair with you. He's not, I promise you, I promise you, he's not. Okay. Oh, so much but face wife, acting. Wife to work mm. wife, someone in this hospital is sleeping with our husband. Uh, that last line is one of my favorite yeah. inquiries of all time. <laughs> so good. And the face acting, yeah, from everyone involved. Bailey's like half shocked, half like slightly amused at how insane this idea even is to her. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I can't believe I have to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's like, that's like the best case scenario kind of Adele as like, the taskmaster like mm -hmm. you sometimes see her as being like this is happening and I don't like this thing like sh like she like when uh she went away but like when he was chief he used to have that like woman who was his assistant do you remember she's like that older lady oh, who like would always had, always had like a clipboard mm -hmm. that checks out and I felt like half of her job was like dealing with Adele who was like Find me my husband. Tell him that he needs to do this. Tell him that he needs to do that. And I think that, like, Loretta Devine, like, turned that into something much deeper. Mm. And I and I love... I like it when she, like, goes to the hospital and she doesn't have any, like, insecurities about looking like she's not minding her business. She's or, like, so direct. And there's yes. so much on this show where people have feelings for each other that are unspoken or no secrets and don't and avoid each other. And I just love, I love how direct she is. Are you sleeping with my husband? Yeah. Just acting, uh, asking straight up. I can't out. imagine ever no. saying that. It's crazy. Okay, that that was season six. Uh, you also chose this this season three clip, which is like, when she finally is like, I've had enough and she and he won't retire and he won't cut back on his hours. She leaves him and kicks him out of the house. Gives him an ultimatum. Yeah. And he yeah. chooses the hospital and he tries to win her back. I would have definitely chosen this scene, too. This is <laughs> season three. She opens the door and. An ensemble. Yeah, these are both also my favorite style moments. For yes. Her. Yeah, totally. OK, here we go. Richard, what are you doing here? These are for you. Richard, what are you doing here? I did it, Adele. I retired. And I got to tell you, I didn't think I wanted to do it. But I'm relieved. 
I'm happy. But when I told you I didn't have any more time to wait, I meant it. I know you did, which is why. Months ago, months ago, I said you are out of time with me. Adele. Is there a man in my house? I'm so sorry, Richard. But what did you expect? Yeah. Uh, How dare he? I know. <laughs> it's also just crazy to be like, this is season three and he's like talking about retirement and we're in season 16 now and the man is not retired. <laughs> he is not retired. He's stuck around. Yeah. He um, did recently answer a question in an episode where they were like, aren't you thinking about retirement? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, yeah. This is a great example, I think, too, for me. Of I just wish I was more like Adele in that. I think if if a guy shows up to my door with flowers, I'm I'm taking him back. I'm weak like that. Yeah, I'm also not in a fuchsia silk robe, <laughs> which is like a huge personality flaw. Also, how insane is it that Weber decides to retire, make this huge life change without at all consulting? the person he's then planning to spend all of his time with. Yeah, that's some Jonathan Saffron for like <laughs> leaving his wife for Natalie Portman before checking with Natalie Portman that she wants to leave her <laughs> dancer husband shit. You know, yeah. that the that's to me, that's the cornerstone. Mm. <coughs> Pardon. Okay. And then, she, okay. So before we kind of, introduce this Alzheimer's thing. Mm. I, I, I felt like you really covered it with the clip. So I just simply chose one clip sent to me. I, I've actually already alluded to this, I think, but uh, on, t on Twitter, but Christina Grace Tucker, former guest who came to talk about Addison uh, sent this to me. This was from August. Loretta Devine did this interview about uh, a bunch of stuff, but she talks about, playing Adele and about how she got fired. Cause she actually, she won an Emmy for playing Adele, a uh, guest actress in a drama series. I tried to find the acceptance speech. I couldn't because it was part of the creative arts Emmys. Anyway. And did she, can I ask, did she win that before the Alzheimer diagnosis yep, she, or after she won it? And then she got fired, but was, was she diagnosed with Alzheimer's or was that part of, the I think that she, I am not totally sure, but the impression that I get is that they rolled out like, the end of Adele. Like okay. she may have already had Alzheimer's, but okay. she wasn't like going to die from it necessarily. It. And then she, but she got fired. So I wanted to play this, this interview. It starts with her watching an Adele clip. And I'm then so, she I'm starts so talking. excited it's incredible. to watch her, watch herself. Are you kidding? You can never remember where you popped the car. Talk about we meant go to the for movies, you. And they're not saying that you have... I got an Emmy for this show oh, we for, for Best Guest Spot, and then they fired me right after that. <laughs> they killed me with that damn Alzheimer's. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, that's why you just have to keep going. You When you go down, you got to just get right back up and keep moving, because you can't understand why stuff happens in this business. How did Shonda let you down? How did you know? How did she tell she you that it was Debbie over? She said Debbie Allen over in there. You know, Debbie Allen, not Debbie Allen, runs the whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she said, what and the same thing, said? that's the second time. Debbie untrue. Allen, when I was doing Dreamgirls, Debbie Allen came over there, she took over that, then I was gone. Then she came over there to Grey's Anatomy, took over that, then I was gone. I was at Klein List, and they said Debbie Allen was coming in direct. I got scared as hell. <laughs> 
Wait, do you and Debbie said, Allen have a personal vendetta? No, we both from Houston. We got the same flavor. So I was like, oh my God. It's just, you know. Okay. I've done, Debbie directed me in a million things. I've done her plays. I love Debbie Allen, but the truth is the truth. <laughs> so, so when you see Debbie Allen. When I Allen. saw Debbie coming over the cloud list, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I thought I was going to coming to get this job. Well, oh. Debbie Allen's about to walk in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Take over the interview. So, whew. I mean, wow. honestly, I'm obsessed. Debbie Allen's her, her uh, Grim Reaper. <laughs> yeah, I've watched that clip probably 20 times. Uh, just the just the moment where she's like, the truth is the truth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's that's sort of like that's you know, that's my contribution to this conversation is that Loretta Divine is an icon, and I just honestly think that it's very funny to then watch these Alzheimer's plot lines knowing like she's on the way out and that she genuinely believes it's because Debbie Allen, there's only room for one Houston born icon well, they of, also, the, of the stage and screen. They also did it in a way that, well, Weber can only have one can only be with one person. Yes, so definitely. they also did it in a way of like, yeah, yeah no, you, Debbie Allen like becomes the romantic interest. Yeah, and, and I like Debbie Allen with Weber. I, yeah. I like their Catherine, romance. yeah, we we did an episode about Catherine and mm. one thing that we, when one scene that we talked about was like when she comes in and is like flirting really hard with Richard mm-hmm. and Richard is like still married even though Adele is like unwell. Mm. It's very funny with the context. Anyway, the, the scene itself is not funny. It's 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 different than that. Uh, okay, this is this is the scene that you chose where she doesn't ha- score high enough for the Alzheimer's Here we trial. Go. Is there anything you want to say to set this one up? <sighs> I just hope I don't cry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to set this one up. Yeah. Well, Derek and Meredith are doing the Alzheimer's trial. Um, they're going to give some people placebos, some people the real drug. Yeah, you have to you have to score high enough in order to get in. Yeah. Weber's really counting on her being in the trial. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all that's all to set up, yeah. Yeah. It'll be. Um Adele really hasn't believed it, has been very opposed to the idea of having Alzheimer's. Yes. You needed to score a twenty six or below to meet the criteria of the trial. You were above that. What is it? It's not important. Eric. It's 27. One point? You're going to deny her this because of one point? I'm so sorry. Sorry? No, it's good. It means I passed. I, I'm i not sick. I told you, Rich, you're... That's not what it means. You have Alzheimer's. It just hasn't progressed enough to get into the trial. But Derek said, I passed. I passed. Meredith, I'm okay. Right? When I asked you to repeat the three words back to me, you said pool instead of spoon. I asked you to identify my stethoscope. It took you a while to find the word. And I asked you where you took your honeymoon. And you said Hawaii, but you were here because the chief was a medical student and he had to work. 
just a resident. What do you know? What the hell do any of you know? You work in the hospital all day around sick people and disease? You're obsessed. That's what this is. So I got a few answers wrong. That's all. It's normal to forget things at my age. You can never remember where you parked the car whenever we go to the movies and they're not saying that you have. It's not fair. I finally, it's, we're finally happy, you and me, loving each other the way we should have all these years. And now, it's not fair. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> like, like I'm damaged goods. I, I'm still me. I'm still here. I'm still me. I... Maybe, maybe I won't be here much longer, but I'm right here, baby. I'm right here. <laughs> you, you, I'm so scared. <laughs> Would you help me, please? I'm so scared. You can help me. Please, please. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. <laughs> oh, that was a tough scene. It's, it's truly so unfair. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's like an act of cruelty by the writers. That's just like, oh my god, Adele gets the short end of the stick. Like always, her entire life. Nope. Uh, and then this happens. And great. I mean, another great, another great acting scene all around. Even yeah, just I mean, she is incredible. And I think that like, I also just think it's really well written. Like the evolution of kind of her like. Just the genuine elation she has where she's like, this means that I'm not sick. Mm. Uh, yeah. And also just like Derek just being like, oh, my God, like, get me out of this room. This is horrible. And Weber coming to terms with it. And that feeling of her saying, like, don't look at me like I'm damaged goods. Like, Yeah. Oh, and then it cuts to Richard and he's looking at her like with like just so much like it's not like pity, but it is. No, it's, it's not. Yeah. Kind of helplessness or yeah, it's yeah. just like, oh my god, this is what's and then Derek and um Meredith aren't together at the time, yeah. Are they? Is that why he gives her that look? I'm trying to remember. Yes, they are together at they the time. Are. This is like Or maybe he gives her that look because she may she may end up getting it. Or they're just I think just a sad yeah, situation. I mean I can't remember what happens earlier in the episode, but I think that there's kind of like a fight about whether or not like they should just like let her whether or not they should f- find out, or, or like, I or think that the, the I think that the study is already closed. Is what I I think I, if I'm remembering correctly, the study is already closed, and then someone drops out or dies or something, right. or they don't actually have all like something happens, and so they then have room, uh, which right. then they're like, oh, well, we'll fill it with her, but then they need to make sure that she has progressed far enough. Oh, it's, and then Meredith finds the post-it note. Yes, that's right. It says, this is your husband. Oof. Oh, yeah. Oof. Really? Yes, that's right. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. And that's so they awful. let her in. Yeah. Oh. Oof. 
anyway, uh, your next one is also a tearjerker. This is, you know, it's really the singing. Have you played this one on the show before? No, we oh, haven't. I, I actually, I honestly kind of, it's not that I forgot about it so much as it's just like, it, it, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't come to mind as much, but it's mm. so, it's so good. Oh, okay. What, what does this need? Uh, does this need a setup for anything? Um, Adele is not in a facility yet. She's still living at home, I think. And she wanders to the hospital while Weber's doing surgery and Kepner. Kefner brings her in because she doesn't know what to do, brings her into the gallery. Yes. Yeah. I think she's kind of confused, maybe. Mm -hmm. Richard is doing his 10,000th surgery, I mm -hmm. think. So it's like a big. Right. And he has a party planned that night. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Watch this. I'm working. He's always working. Okay, here we go. I've attached the hepatic veins. Now I'm reconstructing the portal vein. He left me. He left me. I don't want to see him working. No. He's always working. No, 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 he didn't leave you. He's right there. See? Oh, he's with that woman. You tell that woman to go away. That's my husband, not hers. Richard! Dr. Weber? Richard, why are you doing this to me? To us? Adele? You aren't working with her anymore. Dr. Weber, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know what to do. Alice! You let him go. Um, uh, Dr. Weber, did you want me to... No, no, I... keep the line open. Adele. That's not Alice, Adele. What kind of woman would break up a marriage? Oh, Alice Gray, what kind of woman are you? I'm sorry. Well, I, I should just scrub out. No, no, I need the extra hands. Adele. I'm right here. I'm not leaving you. Tell her something that'll ground her. A happy memory. Richard! A happy memory. It worked for my mom. Richard! 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 My funny Valentine. Richard, you need to come out of there. Sweet comic Valentine. You make me smile with my heart. Your looks are laughable. Photographable. Yet, you're my favorite work of art. Here's your figure. Less than Greek. Is your mouth a little weak? When you open it to speak. Are you smart? Are you smart? Don't change a hair for me. Not if you really care for me. Stay, little Valentine. Stay. Each day is Valentine's Day. It's our wedding day. <laughs> You're the most 
beautiful bride I've ever seen. <laughs> and for our first dance, they played my funny Valentine. Because we're getting married on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, baby. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Tell Bailey to cancel a party. Can you uh, look at my face? <laughs> yeah, I'm like kind of privately crying over here. Uh, it's really sad. <laughs> give her 10 Emmys. What's that? I said give her 10 Emmys. I know. Uh, uh, I I mean, it's like on one hand, you're like, you got to find a way to get Loretta Devine to sing. Mm-hmm. But then it's like they really did it in a way that absolutely destroys me. <laughs> uh, it's like a... It's almost like a... Um, it's almost like a moment where she, a moment of Weber, like looking at her, seeing his, seeing her pre Alzheimer's. That yeah. makes sense. She's, yeah, like. Well, and it's also before he made any of the, like the mistakes in his marriage that like really hurt her, like, which I think is like makes it even more like that's that's a moment where he would have had the opportunity like before him to give her a life that was closer to what she actually deserved mm -hmm. than like how he actually treated her in their marriage, which makes it, I guess the official term to me would be double sad. <gasps> uh, her face is also so, um, I don't know. Her acting is like so like open and raw. And, I know. She's you know, really I expressive. <laughs> I'm I'm starting to audition for dramatic stuff and it's like it's hard to take to take yourself so seriously. Yes. Like, she, I know. Yeah. That's definitely a moment like especially watching like Meredith get all choked up like while she's wearing like a surgical mask and then um you know Sarah Drew like April Kepner is crying. It's like yeah, I that that's like it's it, like imagining shooting that is a little like oh boy <laughs> that must have just been devastating yeah it's devastating for her it's devastating for Weber yeah it's yeah devastating oh I can't believe it. we just have one more clip I know and if that one <laughs> if that one made you cry yeah so the okay so Adele dies which is awful spoiler <laughs> but she's <laughs> not in this she's not in this she's clip. not in the clip no but she dies on the day of. Bailey's wedding to Ben Warren. Yes. And Richard goes to the wedding mm -hmm. after. Yeah, all day dead. he's been trying to calm her down because she's very nervous. Yes. He shows up to her house in a limo so that Bailey can have a second away from her relatives. And, yeah. Um, just a moment of silence and they get the call that um, Adele's coughing up blood. Yeah. Yeah. So... Okay. So Bailey and, yeah, Bailey and Meredith. Bailey turns the limo around. Meredith leaves the wedding where everyone's now been waiting. Yeah. Um, to go do surgery on Adele. It goes well. Yeah. Weber stays at the hospital with Adele. Um, and then Meredith returns to the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. 
American cheese cupcakes. Are you kidding me? You kept your guests waiting five hours. I saved a woman's life. You couldn't save me some food. I'm, I'm glad you made it. Now, how's her BP? All right, where's our bride and groom? Go. You've been keeping them waiting long enough tonight. Go. <laughs> Everybody's been waiting a while for this dance. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for the newlyweds. The next time you're in your doctor's office, remember, she's not asking all those questions for her health. She's asking them for yours. You're here. Now. When? Tell her everything. The small details aren't trivial. They actually make the story. Oh, oh no. What happened? The heart attack. <sighs> surgery fixed the aneurysm, but... It was too much for a heart. I shouldn't have done. You did everything right. Everything. So kiss me like you wanna be let. You wanna be let. There's no rush. Take all the time you need. This feels like falling in love. tissues because I'm sick and we're just both using them like for sad reasons. Yeah, for those who couldn't see it. Oh my god. It was like all of a sudden like Bailey's first dance transforms into Richard's first dance. Ugh. Really sad. Ugh. There are a lot of fun, upbeat Adele moments that we didn't really choose and in retrospect like we probably could have chosen some of the ones where she like yells more. Her intro. Yeah, like when we meet her and she's like a big personality. Oh, so sad. I know that scene destroys me. He's yeah, essentially, like Weber's, he's essentially at his daughter's wedding. Like, yes, yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's. I I also just I love that Meredith knows like the fact that the minute that she sees Richard there, she knows Ugh. that that means that Adele died. Again, that line "You're here" yeah. like has just so two dimensional. It's like <laughs> yeah, she's just like oh my god, when did it happen? 
And Bailey would know that too if it wasn't like her wedding and she wasn't like distracted. distracted with being really happy. Yeah, and he protects yeah. her by not telling her. I know. Protects Meredith by telling her she did everything she could. Meredith's <sighs> essentially a second daughter as well. I know. So. Oh my God. Ugh. And it also like, uh, uh, feels like a very accurate portrayal of like, like I, I like that Weber's not like, he's like put together. Yeah. Because it's, it's mostly like shock the first day. Yeah. yeah. And I think that when someone dies after a chronic illness, it's also like mm-hmm. there's there's been a, a buildup and there's a lot of mourning that's happened like yeah, before. Already, yeah. yeah. It yeah, it's it it was such an interesting choice to give Adele the same disease that Ellis had. Yeah, it's wild. But the way that they execute it, I think, is really well done. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Ugh, and they do the surgery <sighs> and she's fine. And then just for it to. I know. That's know. a that's a Denny ass. Yep. Denny ass moment. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say. What a Denny ass moment. Ugh, oh, yeah. Get th- getting through me. the thing and then dying anyway. Fuck that. Ugh. Oof. Oh. <coughs> Uh, and so tragic and also so like she wasn't she wasn't herself still. No. She was living in a There's facility. A lot of, and yeah. And also like her life was like hard enough that like a lot of the times that she like was she that was she was, was confused. She was like in pain. Yeah. Like like even when she gets there and she's like upset because she thinks that he's with Ellis. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like that's horrible. Like the fact that she had to live through that once is terrible. Yeah. Like doing that again is awful. I actually hate that Weber uh, that in that episode he like feels guilty for having stopped visiting and that yeah. the guy from the facility is like I-, I told you to visit less but I definitely didn't tell you not to visit at all and I thought that oh that's just so cruel and yeah because I think it's actually big of him <laughs> to stop to stop visiting when it confused more confused her and yes. made her more unhappy than made her happy you know with her whole her whole flirtatious relationship with the other the other resident where she's in love with when the, he oh catches my gosh. them in bed and all yeah <laughs> I know. Yeah, there are like moments of levity, but it's also just like very heartbreaking when you think about what it must be like to go through it. Uh, oh, oh my gosh. I Thank you so Adele. much for doing Adele. I mean, what? It, there's so much there. I, yeah. I guess the only thing that we have left to do are Shondalogs. Shondalogs. Um, Which I'm going to try to not make sad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, you should just, you should do it. I, I think you just go in with no agenda and you really just see what happens. Mm. Um, okay. Let's see. Would you like to go first or would you like to go second? I'll go second. Okay. Let's do it. Um, what do we have here? Oh, I've done this song before. I just realized <laughs> as soon as I point. looked at it, I was like one second in. I was like, I did this. Okay, let's see what this is. Oh. No, I, something something about that vibe is weird. Can you believe that? Um, <laughs> that's how I feel. Okay, what's this? Okay, I can make this work. <coughs> I already love you. 
and you have to understand that coming for me, that is not what I expected because I am the type of person who moves around a lot and doesn't make friends super easily and I don't like sharing the bed and I don't like picking up after other people's mess. I like my stuff to be my stuff and I don't want to deal with anyone else but me. But I already love you even though you are so loud and you're weirdly hairy and you shed and I find your self like all over my stuff and you don't respect that my towel is the left towel and your towel is the right towel and you don't remember to throw things away and yet I already love you so you have to be more gentle with me going forward and you have to love me a little bit more in the way that I love myself because I don't want to mess this up and I don't want to ever feel angry at you and I don't want you to take over so much so fast because it scares me and you don't have to say it back yet but you do have to start using the right towel because that just there has to be some boundaries okay I do already love you but the towel thing it's it's not optional that good that touched me <laughs> on another level I couldn't halfway through I couldn't tell if it was about your partner or your roommate or your dog I, you know what I, it's like it's interesting because okay so I did just get a dog last week and I did I did start thinking about it in the context of like it's so weird mm-hmm. I got a dog and I was really worried that I wasn't gonna love the dog enough like I just was like really scared that like mm-hmm. I just was scared that I just have I've had we had a family pet and I've uh, nannied before and they've had dogs and I just like, I've loved the dogs, but it, I haven't, not to the extent that it's like every day, I'm just like so excited to do things for the dogs. Mm-hmm. And then literally like the minute that I saw the dog, I was just like, oh my God, it's my guy. It's my dog. Yeah, it's my dog. I like, and and it, uh, the way that Branson put it is he was like, I would give my life for this dog who can't pick me out of, out, out of a lineup yet. <laughs> Like that's how we, we both felt. We were like, "Oh my god, this dog is ours." But who's the towel about? Nothing. No one. It, it, about it, no it's, one. Okay. It's, that's the thing. That's the thing. It gets so weird. It's like you start with a certain place, and then it's just like you're a ball rolling. Well, can towel. I tell you? My boyfriend uses my towel, and it, it. I, I have. I, I. I had to draw a line yeah. because you know he. You know. You know. Some guys like don't. They don't even use like face wash. Yeah. They just like rub shampoo on their head. They let it drip down their face. Yeah. And then like I'm getting acne, and I'm like, I don't know how to say this to you, but like you're giving me acne. <laughs> Yeah. You're giving me love, yeah. but you're also giving me acne, and my, I need my face is your fault. He'll yeah. also put the towel like he'll let it fall on the floor. He'll put his towel like <laughs> like you wow. just I can't. I can't believe I like touched. I touched. You a really nerve. touched me. Touched a nerve. For oh me. my gosh! Thank yeah. You so much. No, I yeah. I don't know. As I've said before, I do like start these and then just go like absolutely into a fugue state. Like my eyes practically roll into the back of my head, and I stare into the middle distance until Ugh. something comes out, uh, and then I feel better afterwards. So that's that. 
Okay. Okay. So I I thought about this beforehand and I think I want to try something. I think I want to try repurposing um, sort of like a famous family, uh, famous family story of something my dad did. And I think it would make a great Shondalog. So I'm just going to go for it. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Almost. Perfect. There are no rules. (laughs) The only rules that that there are no rules. Okay. Let's see. Let's see what this song is. I have no idea what the right song will be, but hopefully I'll know when I hear it. You have veto power. So if you're right. like, this is just not the right vibe, you just tell me. Okay. Um, okay. Unfortunately, I have to. So there's this one playlist called Every Sad Song from Craze. And <laughs> and I sometimes use that one, but I, it has like most, it's mostly just one band and a lot of them are covers. Got it. And it's like, I don't really think an acoustic cover of every little thing she does is magic is like the vibe that we're going no, for. So I had, not, to, absolutely I had to move on. Okay. But unfortunately then this sets me up for like accidentally clicking something that then it's just like, and that's just kind of Something that's like run. season one. Yeah. <laughs> Got the music. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Let's see what this is. Nailed it. Great. I didn't know it was soup, okay? I didn't know it was soup. I didn't I didn't know it was soup, okay? Is that what you want me to say? I I didn't know. Do you think do you think I would have walked up to that woman at the buffet and dipped my chip in her soup if I'd known that it was soup? <laughs> Okay, I thought, uh, obviously, I thought it was dip. Okay, I dipped my chip because I thought it was dip. I didn't know it was soup. And and here's the thing. You were standing there sucking on a rib. <laughs> and you you could have said something, okay? there's It's so easily you could have said, hey, Sarah, doesn't that woman's soup look good to tell me it was a soup and not a dip? And you didn't. You didn't. And... And I've been racking my brain, just trying to think of of why, why you wouldn't tell me. And and I figured out it's one of two things. Okay, either you wanted to make me look stupid, chatting up this woman while dipping a chip in her soup. Or maybe, just maybe, you didn't know it was soup either. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to get some shrimp. That's what I have. Thank you so much. Yeah! Oh, my God. Painted a whole world. Whole world. Oh, my God. That was incredible. Thank you so much. Wow. You can thank my dad. <laughs> I think that's the first ever Shondalog that takes place at a buffet. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Yeah. History. 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 Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on for the having podcast. me. Um, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at, at Sarah Smallwood Parsons. It's spelled pretty much like it sounds, Sarah with an H. Uh, you can also come see me at Characters Welcome at UCB Theater in Hell's Kitchen in New York City. The second to last Thursday of every month at 730. I host the show. I perform. So it's yeah. it's a whole lot of me. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.